Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. A big heartfelt thank you to all of our veterans out there, those who have put their personal safety uh, on the line to protect our freedom and liberty in the United States of America on this Veterans Day. A sincere, heartfelt thank you very much. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, I am absolutely sure you feel the same way on Veterans Day. <laughs> yeah, I have no I doubt about that. I feel exactly the yeah. same way. My whole family's been yeah, through this and continues today. So thank you all so yeah. very, very much from the bottom of my heart and from everybody here at the Bongino Show, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, things are cool. Yeah, Joe's definitely yeah. getting in the game. Yeah, good. Good to see you. I mean, uh, it's, been a, it's been a busy weekend. Folks, um, I've got a couple of things. I just want to tell you a quick story before um, we get started with the show. But um, I'm here on this Monday to... I don't want to, I don't want to like oversell anything, but I have two huge announcements coming. One huger, hugiest than the other one, but both <laughs> pretty big. So please stay tuned the rest of the week. I, I don't want to like oversell it, but I, I can't say anything yet. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I just want you to be prepared for some big announcements coming this week from the Dan Bongino show. Don't miss out. Yeah. All right, let's get right to it. Today's show. Today's show brought to you by buddies at My Patriot Supply. Ladies and gentlemen, you insure everything in your life that matters. Think about it, right? Your health matters, right? You have health insurance. Your house matters. Therefore, you insure your home. Your car and your vehicles matter. You insure your vehicles, right? You insure your teeth. People have eyeglass insurance. How can you not have food insurance? Here's the reality here. Emergency strike without warning. Electricity goes out. You have hurricanes, you have financial crashes, you have, God forbid, an earthquake, and usually there's zero warning. These, these emergencies don't make appointments. That's why they're emergencies. Now's the time to prepare, not in some panic scramble with everyone else when everything happens. We as Americans have always been the rugged types that prepare ourselves. You have to ensure your food supply. What's the best way to do it to ensure you can feed yourself for weeks? God forbid there, there's a disruption in the, in the food supply. The way to do it is to use our friends at My Patriot Supply. I use them. You should use them too. I have boxes of this stuff because I want to be prepared. It's a smart thing to do. Go get yourself today a, a two-week food kit. Get a few of them to get you started. This week, you'll save $70 on these emergency food kits when you go to this website, preparewithdan.com. These food kits include meals that last 25 years, up to 25 years in storage. They arrive fast with guaranteed two-day delivery to your door. Those that know, know what's coming. Use today to prepare. Be smart about it. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com and save $70 today. Pick up a couple of two-week emergency food kits. All right, let's go. All right. So, uh, you know, I, my prior line of work, uh, I was graciously graced with the presence of some of the finest men and women in the military I've ever been around. I was a Secret Service agent. I was not in the military. Lost an uncle heroically. Uh, in Vietnam in a firefight who was shot trying to save his friends. And it's always had a deep impact on my life and the life of others. And uh, really has seeded my respect for those who serve um, the utmost respect. There's a ceiling on that that just goes on and on forever. But one of the, just a quick story that really hit home for me. I was up in Maryland this weekend with a friend and I told this story. You know, when I was a, a lead agent with the Secret Service, I, I coordinated the trip President Obama took to Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. And when you're the lead agent, you have to go out inside and, and, and check out everything. You do obviously about a week or two of advanced work. And this was a particularly complicated trip because you're in an active war zone, obviously. Mm -hmm. And one of the things President Obama was going to do on this trip 
was he was going to go into this medical facility on the base and he was going to uh, give purple hearts to soldiers who had been injured. I mean, just been, I'm talking about, you know, near live time. Right. These are people who had, were still in a medical facility because of injuries sustained heroically in combat. But onto that, there was a portion of the game day when President Obama was in town where the, uh, one of the military officers came up to me, who was uh, the mill aide who was involved in the trip. This guy, he was a Navy SEAL. He was the Navy mill aide. And he said, damn, we're going to go over to this gym facility afterwards. And it wasn't really part of the initial walkthrough where they told us, you know, it was just kind of a surprise uh, portion of the trip I hadn't heard about. So I said to him, I said, you know, Matt, wh- why are we going over there? He's like, go inside and and, and you'll see. Keep in mind, President Obama's in the next room. We're only minutes away. I haven't seen any of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd seen the base. I'd been there for a week, but I hadn't seen what we were walking into. So I walk in and there were, forgive me if I get the exact number wrong, folks. It's been a long time, but I, I, I promise you this, this happened. <laughs> if I get the number wrong, forgive me. You'll see what I mean in a second. So I walk in this gym area and there are these roughly 20 soldiers or so. And they have the officer who had led these soldiers. And I, I was still confused. And I said, um, and I wasn't trying to be rude. I was really just trying to figure out what we were doing there so I could explain to the president. And I was talking to the, the, the officer in charge. And I said, uh, sir, just forgive me for a second, but what are we doing in the gym with you all? With, and he said, well, there's, there's, there's 20 of us. And I said, yeah, yeah, I can see that. He said, well, there were 24 of us last night. Hmm. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I never, ever forgot that. Again, forgive me if I get the exact number wrong. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. confident that's exactly what. It was just devastating to me. He told me the story about how they had been with an Afghani soldier um, and one of the soldiers turned bad on them and wound up shooting. I mean, he was either two or four guys. Um, it was just such an emotional moment. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. And I thought to myself, and on Veterans Day, you know, something for you to think about too. Where does that ever happen in your line of work? I mean, I'm not trying to discredit what anybody does. I'm including myself in that. I don't show up to work. This is what, a four or five person operation, depending on whatever mm. given day. We have contractors and stuff that work with us. We don't go to work and assume, you know, whatever, a tenth or a fifth of our workforce will be killed in the line of duty. Soldiers do that. So thanks. You got titanium spines and you deserve every ounce of respect on this veterans thing. All right, moving on. I've got a lot uh, to get to today. A big, uh, a really stacked Veterans Day show, which is live, by the way. Well, live today on Monday. We're not, uh, we didn't tape this over the weekend or anything. So just on a little bit of a, of a lighter note on what can be a solemn day when you thank people for their service. President Trump, this guy just um, cracks me up. This is a very, very short video, but this was him last week. I want to put this out there because this guy, I mean, the troll level on this guy is just intergalactic cosmic. This is like um, Thanos level trolling from the Avengers of the media. So he comes out onto the South Lawn. He's getting ready to jump on Marine One. He goes over, shakes some hands with some people. They do these South Ground departures and like Secret Service and staff bring their family. And you've seen it. They're to the left when you come out of the diplomatic reception room. And the press is always to the right. So President Trump has made a habit out of talking to the press after he goes over and shakes some hands on the left. (laughs) Watch what he says when he comes over to the press on this one. Again, troll level, cosmic, intergalactic, platinum. Check this out. 
Fake shoes. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, cricket guy Dave, who sent me the cricket, he sent me a sound machine too, which could cause a lot of trouble. Don't show here. There's the the round of applause sound. <laughs> from the, thank you, cricket man Dave. Very funny. I love it. Just a good way to start off. Uh, again, I, I don't want to depress you throughout the show. I just want to make sure we recognize our vets. But President Trump is this guy cracks me up. So like, fake news. Let's go. And he just tears right in. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, no, uh, the first we're kind of like um, you know tears of anxiety and stress about that story. And then tears of just over Trump. He just cracks me up. So Matt Palumbo has a great piece. I got a lot to get to on the whistleblower and other stuff too, for those of you who are following my Twitter over the weekend and how the Pravda overlords on these social media and tech giants have been actively trying to suppress our content. You may notice one of our shows is missing. Strange how that happens. I'll have an update on that in a minute, but important story here. Our resident fact checker at our website, Matt Palumbo did a great piece on these fact checkers that are trying to influence the 2020 election because they're fake fact checkers. PolitiFact, which has been a subject in my ire frequently, because they, they, they pose as a fact checker when it's just a left-wing opinion site. So yep. this will be up at the show notes today and up at my website. Matt Palumbo, PolitiFact was just caught lying again. Again? Stop the... Be- <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, Joe. It's been like an evergreen topic on the show. Uh, yes. But this piece is worth your time because it's PolitiFact, <laughs> again, trying to run inf- interference for one of the most far-left, uh, radical left-wing proposals because I think they're sensing that America is starting to look at this 2020 field and go, oh my gosh, what do we got here? 90% tax rates, open borders, health care for illegals. This is crazy. So PolitiFact is trying to run interference to get you to believe that your eyes are lying to you. So... The genesis of this is, is this PolitiFact tweet that Matt has in his piece. Again, subscribe to my newsletter on my website and the drop down <laughs> menu. I'll send these articles right to you. PolitiFact, quote, a Trump ad said Democratic presidential candidates, quote, support giving illegal immigrants free health care at our expense. PolitiFact, we rated that mostly false. Now, a Florida GOP leader made a similar statement. It's still mostly false. It is so as Matt puts in the pieces video, Joe was kind enough to cut for us. Here is video evidence, you know, evidence, facts, data. I know liberals, you don't kind of do that stuff. Remember what PolitiFact's doing, Joe? They're yeah. sensing that the far left lurch of the Democrat candidates are ruining their chances to beat Trump. So PolitiFact's trying to tell you what you actually heard you didn't hear. Here's the video of them being asked if illegal immigrants should get free taxpayer health care and watch all of these candidates raise their hand. But don't worry, PolitiFact told you this was all false. Check this out. Raise your hand if if your government plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants. Okay, folks, uh, did you not did you catch that? Every single candidate on the on the podium podium during the debate raised their hand. Did you miss it? No, PolitiFact said we were lying. We're just making that up. That that statement is mostly mostly false. Do you understand what they're doing, right? They're trying to take the edge off the Bernie Sanders wing of the party who are leading in this debate to get the nomination for 2020 because they know after the debate, uh, the primary is over, that centrists are never going to vote for these lunatics. Now, Matt subsequently follows it up in the piece with a list of statements made by other candidates in the field who have also supported free, which means taxpayer-funded health care, for people who are not in the country legally. Check this out. Here's a quote from Joe Biden. You cannot let people who are sick, no matter where they come from, no matter what their status is, go uncovered. Uh, uh, Okay, Cory Booker. You cannot let people who are sick, 
no matter where they come from, no matter what their status, go uncovered. Pete Buttigieg, undocumented immigrants should be able to buy coverage through the public option. Julian Castro, I support covering undocumented immigrants. Bernie Sanders, my plan would cover all U.S. residents. Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, and Kirsten Gillibrand co-sponsored Sanders' Medicare for All bill, which would give free health care for illegals. Folks, I'm only put stressing this point because you are actively being lied to by the left-wing media who is sensing this far-left lurch is dismantling any chance they have of beating Trump in 2020. They are running interference by actively propagandizing you under the guise of it being a legitimate, nonpartisan fact check. It is not. PolitiFact is a left-wing hack site that's sole purpose is to discredit the GOP and bolster the chances of Democrats. I want to start with that today because there's so much going on with the whistleblower and all this other stuff. I didn't want to forget what's going on. 2020 really matters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. So here is uh, another just gem. Uh, Matt uncovered this as well. The whistleblower, his attorney, Mark Zane, did an appearance on a network Joe and I know well, WBAL. It was a former competitor to Joe's old station, WCBM, where he used to work yeah. in Baltimore. I used to guest host there. Yeah. I know the guy doing this interview, Brian Neiman, I know well, nice guy. He used to live in the neighborhood I lived in um, in Maryland. This is an interview with the whistleblower, air quotes, fake whistleblower. He's not a real whistle. He didn't blow the whistle on anything, right? For those of you who saw my appearance with Judge Janine this week and the President Trump retweeted, I laid waste to that theory. There is no whistleblower. He didn't blow the whistle on anything. Here is the guy's attorney, Mark Zaid, on an interview a while ago before. This is about uh, over two years ago. This is Zaid, the whistleblower's attorney, promoting a conspiracy theory about Trump and already anticipating a Democrat House takeover and what they were going to do afterwards, showing you this guy's intentions were not legal remedies for a whistleblower. This guy's intentions were to be a hard partisan and to remove Trump no matter what. I showed you some of his tweets last week. The coup has started. Such, such drama queens, by the way. It's so ridiculous. Like, get over yourself, please. You're not living in a movie. But I want you to listen to this interview, Hat Tip to Matt Palumbo. Oh, it's another great piece up I have in the show notes where this cl whole clip is in there. This is him, the attorney, promoting a conspiracy theory about Trump. Trump, check this out. If we find out, and, and I have a feeling the Democrats taking the House, this is going to be one of the key things on their list, although Mueller may already know this. Who did Donald Trump Jr. call the, the blocked number on the day of the Trump Tower meeting in June 2016 and meeting with the Russians? There's a call with a blocked number and they've denied that it was then-candidate Donald Trump. Now, with the House switching, uh, the Dems will have subpoena power, and we will soon find out who that block number was, and that may open the door. No, don't worry, folks. This is just a nonpartisan attorney looking to blow the whistle for in, in the sense of open government transparency and better government yeah. tomorrow. I mean, do you believe it? Are you a sucker? You actually, this is the guy on with Brian Neiman from WBAL over two years ago already saying, well, we can make fun when the House takes over and Adam Schiff takes over. We'll have more of it, but get to the bottom of this. That call Trump, Don Trump Jr. made to the block number has been debunked. 62 different ways from Sunday. It was not to his dad. That was a conspiracy theory. It always was. This guy is a conspiracy theory promoting loon who has already put out in tweets, the coup has begun. This guy is a hard left partisan under the guise of a legal attorney protecting government transparency who is simply in this to attack Donald Trump. 
That's it. He's a conspiracy theory promoter. He had already had this plan, I have no doubt, to marshal an effort using Adam Schiff and hard left partisans on the uh, in the House and in the committees. This plan had already been hatched before they even won the House back. I want to put that out there so you're not under the illusion anything that happens is in the interest of the American people and fair and open government. Don't be a sucker, please. Now, before I get to the next story, I just want to get to our second sponsor. This story is important. Schiff, who now, as you see, Mark Zay, the whistleblower, fake whistleblower's attorney, already had these ideas that, hey, when we take over, here's what we're going to do. Schiff has already continued and is continuing now his Soviet-style inquisition of the president, which has turned into a total embarrassment. And finally, the ruling is in. Thank you. Finally, some Republicans with some cojones are stepping up and fighting back. I'll get to that in a second. Don't go anywhere. All right. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at Lending Club. Lending Club. Ladies and gentlemen, go to the club, lendingclub.com slash Dan. Check your rate in minutes at Lending Club. Listen. For decades, credit cards have been telling us, buy now, pay later with interest. Despite your best intentions, that interest can get out of control fast. You know how that works. With Lending Club, consolidate your debt or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment. This is so easy to do. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed rate personal loans. No trips to a bank, no high interest credit cards. Just go to LendingClub.com. Slash Dan. Tell them about yourself. Tell them how much you want to borrow. Pick the terms right for you. And if you're approved, your loan is automatically deposited into your bank account in as little as a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer lending platform with over $35 billion in loans issues. Don't wait. Go to LendingClub.com slash Dan today. Check your rate in minutes and borrow up to $40,000. That's LendingClub.com slash Dan. LendingClub.com slash Dan. All loans made by WebBank. Member FDIC. Equal. Housing lender. Go check them out, folks. Okay. So Schiff is continuing his Soviet-style inquisition of the president, not allowing them to call witnesses, not allowing them to uh, defend the president. It's turned into an embarrassment, a hoax, a farce, as I said on Judge Janine's show this weekend, a bad magic act at a kid's Christmas party. <laughs> Remember that magic act showed up at ours, Paul? <laughs> He was so bad. He was so bad. My daughter had a birthday party. This guy was awful. Look at the rabbit out of the hat. Wait, the rabbit's been jumping around in the hat for a few minutes. Like, can you at least try to hide the rabbit? It was so bad. So here's a piece by the Washington Examiner in the show notes today worth your time. So the Republicans finally fighting back through Devin Nunes and others have proposed a list of witnesses like you would in any kind of a fair trial, Joe, in defense of the president, right? Yeah. So Schiff, here's an article by Susan Fariccio in the Washington Examiner. Schiff signals he will reject GOP, quote, sham witness request. Sham witnesses. Schiff has produced nothing but sham witnesses. Every witness he has brought up has told a story that is not, does not comport at all with what we've been told. Follow me here, folks. Yeah. This is important, okay? Mm-hmm. Schiff has alleged, this lying sleazeball has repeatedly alleged, one, he had evidence of Russian collusion. He had none. He was a liar. Discredited conspiracy theorist. Now he's alleged they have evidence of some illicit deal Trump made on a phone call with the Ukrainians. They wanted a, he says, Trump wanted evidence against Hunter Biden in exchange for military aid. That deal is not in the phone call. We have the transcript, knuckleheads. Please, liberals, read the transcript. What you've said is not true. 
So he keeps parading this list of witnesses up into Capitol Hill and leaking their testimony. And the witnesses he's parading have not said what Schiff said they said. Bill Taylor, well, I was the charge in Ukraine. Again, I'm going to have to go through this because it's, it's critical you understand this. This is Schiff's witness list. The number two in Ukraine, uh, Bill Taylor, the charge de affairs under the ambassador. Mr. Taylor, do you know about the quid pro quo, pro quo? No, I heard about a guy who heard about it from a guy who heard a guy told another guy. That is literally what he said. Fourth hand, he heard that there may have been a quid pro quo, despite the Ukrainians denying the quid pro quo, the administration denying it, and the transcript denying it too. It's not there. Then they parade up Gordon Sondland, the ambassador to the EU for the United States, who says, well, he presumed there may have been a quid pro quo, but when he talked to the president on the phone, this is literally what he said, and he asked the president about it. The president told him, quote, I want nothing from Ukraine. I thought it was a quid pro quo. So a this for nothing? I th- quid pro quo is this for that, not this for nothing. I, I, I don't speak Latin fluently, but I know quid pro quo. What is Latin for nothing? I can tell you Spanish, nada. Quid pro nada. There was, he, that's what he told him. And Sondland subsequently texts Bill Taylor and says, Bill, the president was crystal clear. No quid pro quo. Then they parade up Colonel Vindman who we're not supposed to question because he was in the military. They asked Colonel Vindman, who apparently listened in on the call. They said, Colonel, there is a, Lieutenant Colonel, there is a transcript here of the call, which Vindman acknowledged was an accurate transcript, by the way. That's always left out because the left-wingers are nuts. Keep in mind, folks, these are shifts witnesses. Colonel, can you point to us where this illicit quid pro quo happened in this transcript? Apparently, it took him minutes to read through it and he said, no, I can't find it because it didn't happen. <laughs> These are shifts witnesses. So now the Soviet style. And by the way, I, I just so you know. Jonah Goldberg and NRO National Review Online. I, I don't I like Jonah's work. I do. I, I and, and that may you may not like Jonah. I know he's not a huge fan of the president. That's fine. I like Jonah's work and I, I always have. I can I, I don't have to agree with people on everything. But Jonah's fought back against us on Twitter and he said, Against us, me, people like, well, don't call it Soviet style. Well, again, I respect the man's work. He's done some great, but that's just not, it is Soviet style. They're not, they have a list of witnesses they can't think can establish, Devin Nunes and others, the Republicans, one, a legitimate defense of the president. And secondly, they can establish the fact, Joe, important, that this may be an ongoing collusion effort between people within the Democrat side of the field and foreign governments this whole Ukraine gate scandal lie yeah. mm-hmm. to disrupt the presidency. That's a fair defense, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how is this not Soviet style at this point? Commissar Again, I'm not shift. looking to pick fights with people. Really, <laughs> I, I think this we, we get too much into this Republican on Republican violence yeah. and a distraction. Yeah. But I, I saw one of his tweets because I follow his stuff. And he's like, well, we, I wouldn't describe it. Oh, I would. Per, I, it's exactly what it is. Now, Devin Nunes put out this letter, which I saw this weekend. Here is, by the way, really, really nice job, again, by Congressman Nunes, holding their feet to the fire. Here's the witness list Adam Schiff calls a sham. Adam, he is a, he's the sham wow guy, Adam Schiff. Sham, wait, there's more. He's Fritz, <laughs> the sham wow guy. Here's the witness list letter. Check out some of these names. Devin Archer. Who is Devin Archer? 
Devin Archer was one of uh, Hunter Biden's business partners and associates. He was sitting on Burisma. Archer also had some connections with John Kerry, requested meetings with John Kerry when he was the Secretary of State. Ladies and gentlemen, kind of critical in understanding the nature and extent, as they say, of Ukraine's pervasive corruption, information that impacts on President Trump's longstanding and deeply held skepticism of the country. No, no, we can't have that. Hunter Biden, that's an obvious one. You said that this was all about Hunter Biden, a quid pro quo. Give us information about Hunter Biden. We won't give you military. All right, let's hear from Hunter. What does Hunter know? Why would they want information on Hunter Biden? Maybe something was going on there, folks. Oh, look at this one. Witness number three. Check this baby out. Not referring to Alexandra Chalupa as a baby, by the way. That would be ridiculous. I'm just saying, as I use that term often. Alexandra Chalupa, former DNC staffer. Oh, what's her role in this? This could be devastating. Chalupa, who has a, let's say, interest in making this story go away. Why would she have that? Well, as we document extensively in my first and second book on this topic, Spygate and Exonerated, Alexandra Chalupa was the main figure in a Democrat-operated operation. She used to work at the DNC. She is a Democrat, as we know, obviously. To get information from Ukraine about Paul Manafort into the justice system to create an impetus for the justice system, excuse me, to start to spy on the Trump team legally, air quotes, through the FISA courts. Now, why is this important? Why they want to make this go away? Well, let's get to witness part number two first, and I'll explain the whole thing. What Devin Nunes is trying to do and why it matters to you. Witness list number two. There's more of these here. Ambassador Kurt Volker, Another witness who has already claimed he didn't know anything about a quid pro quo. He'd kind of be important given that he was the envoy to Ukraine. The anonymous whistleblower. Oh, let's see who that could be when they come up to testify. Also, all individuals who relied on the secondhand information to promulgate this big hoax. He wants them up there, too. Fair enough. Uh, great witness list. Thank you, Congressman Nunes, again, for fighting back. But what is he really doing right here? Now, you want to hold on just a second? I like to distill. Yeah. Initiating Nunes translator, Dan. There you go. I totally forgot about yeah. that. I thought you were saying, I thought like Joe got sick or something. No, no. Yeah, hold on. I swear, I thought he like had to go to the bathroom. I wanted He's to like, you sure want to hold I was so serious right. the way you said that. I, I, I want to be, I, my, I forgot about the Nunes yeah. trend. <laughs> Nunes. And it sounds like Dan, it's Dan, right? You put yeah, Dan yes. in, it sounds like Dan. Yeah. We need the Nunes translator. Thank you, Joe. You're, well you're done. Because we have to translate what Nunes does. Because yeah. Nunes, unlike Shift, does not leak stuff. Yeah. And he's always very careful about there how he gets stuff done. Folks, there's a picture here starting to develop about an ongoing collusion, legitimate collusion scam. I'm not trying to play word game between key people in the media, the Democrats, the intelligence operation under John Brennan and the FBI, all colluding or working with each other to ensure the Trump team was spied on and that the information obtained was used in the media to destroy the political capital of Donald Trump. Uh, you know that. That's not complicated. But what's going on here and why Nunes with this mm-hmm. particular list of people? Oh, by the way, Nellie Orr's on that list, too. I'm sorry. Yes. That was an important one. That's going to factor that. in here. Yeah. Sorry about that. There were two paths in the Ukrainian disinformation effort in conjunction with the Democrats and the media. There were two pathways the Democrats and the media doing it took to ensure maximum damage to the Trump campaign. So imagine a fork in the road. Both of those forks are equally relevant. Fork number one, 
was a political operation in conjunction with the media to plant false stories about the president, foreign collusion, at the time, candidate Trump, Paul Manafort, dirty dealings overseas. And it was an effort to damage his political capital before the election for what obvious reason? To ensure he lost. Mm -hmm. Very simply, as we would state in, in federal law enforcement, when people were doing this on the bad side, they wanted to dirty someone up. They wanted to dirty up Trump through Manafort. The, expose, uh, the exposing of the a black ledger of payments to Manafort, which no one has ever verified. This was all used as an impetus to reopen a law enforcement investigation into Paul Manafort, who at the time was uh, Trump's campaign manager. So number one, the fork in the road number one mm -hmm. of this collusion operation that Nunes understands and is trying to expose is there was a coordinated political DNC operatives, Alexandra Chalupa and others, effort to work with foreign governments and disseminate negative stories through the media to do extensive damage to Donald Trump. Understood? Mm -hmm. I know you get it. Yep. Fork number two, both equally important, was an effort to make sure that that information that they knew was political. Chalupa was a former DNC operative. Hillary Clinton had paid for a lot of this information through Fusion G GPS and Steel. There was an effort to launder that information, clean it of its political origins to make it seem like legitimate nonpartisan intelligence law enforcement information used to start a criminal investigation or a counterintelligence investigation, which they needed to clog up the plumbing of the Trump team and make sure the FBI and all of the, and the others were involved so they could get access to the Trump campaign information through spying. You get it? Yeah. There was an effort to separate the political media operation right. because the FBI is not dumb. The upper management, Comey, these were not good people, by the way, Comey, McCabe, and others. Um, the FBI agents, I, I think, generally are very good. But the upper management involved in this, they weren't stupid. They were malicious, but they weren't dumb. They couldn't very well spy on the Trump team and use that information and leak it to the media to damage them through the law enforcement apparatus, mm. not the political one, on information they knew was political in origin. So notice, Nunez to expose the political media operation to destroy Trump's political capital calls up Chalupa, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and others. Uh-huh, okay. The alleged whistleblower, fake whistleblower. Mm-hmm. To expose the laundering operation, cleaning the origins of the information to make it reappear on the Justice Department FBI side with other origins, they have Nellie Orr come up. Genius. Sorry, forgive me for not mentioning her friend. It's so important. I can't believe I left that out. Nellie Orr is on that witness list. Why? Nellie Orr's husband, Nellie Orr works for Fusion GPS, paid by Hillary. Remember, they got to launder this. Nellie Orr's husband works where? He's the number four official, Bruce Orr, at right. the Justice Department. Nellie is clearly passing information to her husband. She, he has an FBI handler, Joe Pianca, which is making the information seem like it's coming from separate sources, although it's all coming from the same political origins. Oh, Bruce got it at DOJ. It's got to be legit. Two operations, two hits. Political media, law enforcement, DOJ to spy. Both, by the way, leaking back into the media to make it seem like now it's serious, Joe. The FBI's got FISA warrants on them. This no. must be real. 
Simplified. Nunes is no dope, folks. Nunes knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Exactly. Here, the Dave sound generator. Here's the here's the tactical <laughs> nuke getting ready to explode on the battlefield when the IG report comes out. And Nunes better get his witnesses, by the way. <laughs> cricket guy, Dave. Uh, Dave, I don't know what happened to the cricket, by the way. I'm sorry. We've moved and stuff all over. What is it, inside? Oh, it's in a meal. My daughter. <laughs> My daughter took the cricket. Remember the cricket? Yeah. Was, we got people sending stuff over. So, folks, Schiff, of course, is calling them sham witnesses, sham wow guys, Schiff. Because Schiff fully understands once the, once, uh, once the Republicans get an effort, an ongoing effort to bring their own witnesses up and ask those questions of these people, that multi-prong operation to collude with foreign governments through the, poli- through the political machine, the media machine, and the law enforcement operation in the United States is going to be fully exposed, uh, exposed and it's going to absolutely horrify the public. They know exactly what's going on. Nunes is no dope. He understands exactly where this is going. All right, I've got a lot more to get to. Uh, one final uh, sponsor today, but another great company. I could have used them last night. We were tired this weekend. My wife and I had a busy travel weekend. Hopefully, knock on wood, things calm down a little bit from this point out. Helix Sleep, folks. Helix has the most comfortable, customized mattresses you will find at a price that is going to absolutely blow your mind. Folks, we have two Helix Sleep mattresses in our house. We love them. Paula, how great are they? We couldn't sleep on anything else. You know why? Helix Sleep has a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to you, not a mattress for someone else. You a side sleeper, a hot sleeper like me, you like a plush or firm bed. With Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising. Come on. Helix Sleep is rated the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan. Take the two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress for you. That'll give you the best sleep of your life. Be like sleeping on a bed of cotton swabs at night. It's so good. Like you're being suspended in the air. I love my mattress. You wake up like a champion. And for couples, Helix can even split the mattress down the middle, providing individual support needs and field preferences for each side. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's how confident they are. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. Doesn't matter. You will. You're going to love it. Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners. That's right. $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $125 off your mattress order. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. We love it. Thank you, Helix Sleep, for a great night's sleep. We appreciate it in this household. Okay. So we wrapped that portion of it up. You know what Schiff's doing. Schiff is terrified that if the president's allowed to defend himself, through GOP witness lists exposing this sham. Schiff is terrified he's going to be exposed as a liar yet again, which is what he is. Schiff has shown himself to be nothing but a sleaze in the past. Now, having said that, it's going to be uh, interesting where this goes. So Matt wrote a piece for us this weekend about some interesting actions by Facebook and others in the big tech arena to uh, censor the alleged whistleblower's name. This is, I mean, I've never seen anything. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in an Orwellian free speech nightmare. Mm-hmm. You may have noticed one of my shows, uh, 1100, just disappeared off YouTube. Wow, isn't that fascinating? Uh, have no fear. We will be, we're working on plan B now. We will be reposting it elsewhere. So, um, And it was the Charlie episode. Now, why was the left and our, our, our big tech overlords so terrified about my was Charlie spying on the White House episode? Why? What scared you about that so much? 
Facebook is now censoring the name, censoring the name of the uh, of of the whistleblowers. You can see in Matt's piece, Facebook <laughs> removing any mention of alleged whistleblower's name. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, folks. Again, we are living in in a, a free speech nightmare right now. This is happening everywhere. This is a legitimate news story. Now, keep in mind what I find fascinating about this are these same people on YouTube and Facebook and elsewhere who are removing content. Don't worry, we're working on Plan B because I'm I'm livid about this. They're saying, well, it could create some kind of threat. One, we never, ever, ever advocate violence on this show. That, I mean, if you listen to my show, you already know that. From a guy who sadly is, you know, had some experience with, you know, policing on the street, being attacked by people. It's not, it's nothing, to, it's not a joke. It's not fun time when it comes to that. It's a serious topic. It should be treated responsibly every time. We don't do, they're saying, oh, well, the whistleblower, you know, he could be subjected to violence. Well, folks, listen, that applies to anybody. So we're not supposed to cover news stories that may reflect negatively on people who may be transforming the country because, you know, one or two lunatics out there may do something. Well, why doesn't that apply to Trump then? Why doesn't that apply to Mike Flynn? I mean, some of the same people are on YouTube leftist nuts calling Mike Flynn a decorated U.S. patriot, lieutenant general, a traitor. You don't think that could inspire violence? But keep in mind, neither me nor anyone else I know in the conservative movement is suggesting that we should rip down liberal accounts and criticize Mike Flynn. I strongly disagree with that criticism. But Joe, have we ever called for a censoring of that? Never, never. What kind of platform is this? No. What kind of platform is this? This is a legitimate news story about an alleged whistleblower who produced information that has not been verified, couldn't be corroborated, that is being used to impeach the president of the United States and overturn an election, and these big tech giants are censoring it? I've got more on this. We've got announcements coming up. We've got backup plans. We're not going to be anybody's sucker here, ever. And please, if you have not heard that episode with Charlie spying on the White House, you can go to Apple, iTunes, iHeart, SoundCloud, Bongino.com, listen to it, and you'll see what terrified the Pravda overlords so much that they felt the need to pull the episode down in a book-burning type episode. This is disgraceful. All right, and a bit of good news again, because I don't want to drive anybody into a depression cliff here. So I was up in Maryland this weekend, and this is one of those stories that's a little bit of heartwarming. I had some other stuff coming up ahead, by the way. I've got a great story, just it completely annihilating another stupid leftist talking point by AOC and Bernie Sanders being used to you know, tell you, oh, the Trump economy is doing terrible when it's not. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be an important segment. But this is what matters. I just want to show a picture. This is um, a Roxy in Debu Mabu. Roxy is a super patriot here. I was up in Maryland and I had the distinct pleasure of meeting her. Why does this matter? Why am I showing this photo? For those of you on the YouTube, you want to check it out, youtube.com slash Bongino. I encourage you others to check it. Why are we still using YouTube, folks? Because the message matters. The vehicle can change, but the message matters. So I still encourage you to subscribe and watch. She is at R-O-X-Y 
N-D-E-B-U-M-A-D-U. That is her Twitter account, and I encourage you to follow her. For everybody ready to give up in Democrat strongholds, by the way, and I know last week I told you to get out of New York, which I did. I got to tell you, I was even shocked when I heard the story. Roxy ran in an area Joe is very familiar with, Bowie, which yeah. is in Prince George's County, Maryland. Joe, is that a stronghold for Republicans? Uh, no. <laughs> Joe's laughing because Joe knows Maryland politics better than anyone. Bowie is about 99.6725% yeah. Democrat. Yeah. Um, I don't think a, a Republican has is, is even sniffed the seat in Bowie in forever. <laughs> so Roxy, who, by the way, happens to be a black female, which doesn't matter to conservatives, but of course the left, that's all that matters to them because they're identity politics connoisseurs. That's all they do. She decided to run for a seat on the Bowie City Council. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to estimate her chances at winning. We're probably one in a thousand. Well, hat tip to my good friend and former campaign uh, higher up, Brandon Cooper. Brandon, who knows Prince George's County well, decided he was going to help her manage her campaign. She won. Yeah. She won a seat in a, <laughs> folks, I'm telling you, this an unbelievably, uh, charismatic. She, I mean, you want to talk about triple threat, talks the part, acts the part, looks the part. Roxy is going to be a rising star. And I just want to start to acknowledge people in the party who are really doing big things. This is a Republican black female. Again, doesn't matter at all to us, matters only to the left, who just took a seat in an incredibly left-leaning place in Maryland, Prince George's County, and won Good for you, Roxy. Please follow her on Twitter. I also tweeted about her a few times. Say hello to her and give her a pat on the back. She deserves it. So folks, fight. Fight where you can, when you can. You never know what's going to happen. I had a double take on that story when I first read it because I still follow Maryland politics. Okay. Nice job, Roxy. I, see, you know, I have these stories labeled. I have two number sixes. Did I forget the six? This is seven. Great story on Mises. I love Mises.org. It's one of the best websites out there. If you want to get real, accurate economic information, financial information, and you want to be told the truth in plain talk about the liberal economic talking points, which are typically garbage. This is going to be at the show notes today. Uh, I'm thinking of debating if I should do this right now. If I should, You know what? I'll hold off on my second announcement. But you'll be seeing a lot of some of these articles somewhere soon. So Mises.org. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, piece by Ryan uh, McMacken. Ocasio-Cortez is wrong. We are not working 80-hour work weeks now. Why is this story important? Folks, I have seen this stupid talking point creeping up now in ever-increasing numbers as the economic data on Trump, uh, on the Trump administration, stays strong. They're trying to fabricate new reasons to not back, uh, the, to talk down the economy. Now, why is that? Folks, I told you in a show over a year ago that... The issue that Democrats were going to have in this election, 2020 presidential, is how many Democrats voted for the Trump tax cuts? Zero. Donut. None. Mm -hmm. The problem they were going to have going forward is given the Trump tax cuts and the subsequent effect on economic growth, middle class incomes rising, median income rising, GDP growth far above the Obama administration, the Democrats were going to have a problem. The problem is twofold. Number one, they didn't support it, which creates an obvious problem because if the economy is growing on a policy you did not support, you can't take credit for it. Uh-uh. Second, 
The Democrats now know that the American people and consumer confidence and elsewhere, that they're feeling a better economy. You know, consumer confidence yeah. is down a little bit to give you a fair, you know, I'm not going to do liberal talking with, but it's far above, you know, what country, right direction, wrong direction, where we were under the Obama administration. The second problem is you can't deny the obvious. People talk around the kitchen table and what they don't want to see is Democrat politicians on TV sounding, you know, like Jimmy Carter blaming the American people for the moribund economy. You all stink. It's terrible. The economy's awful. Go pound sand. They don't want to hear that. It's Debbie Downer talk, and the American people don't vote for things like that. They want to talk. and want to hear about a positive vision for the future. It's a twofold problem. So in their creative ways to get around saying the economy stinks, they keep making up new talking points. And one of them promulgated by AOC and others is that, well, the economy really isn't that good. And the middle class wages, the middle class wages may be, may be going up, which they are. And I'll get to that in a second, too. But they're only going up because people are being forced to work two jobs in 80 hour work weeks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that would be what we call when we do facts and data, if we believe in science and the scientific method and you know properly reviewing data points, that would be what we call, Joe, a testable hypothesis, no? Yes. So AOC, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, and others, prominent Democrats, have told you just to be, be clear what they're putting out there. And here's, the, here's actually a quote from AOC, in case you think I'm making this up, that you're only, getting be you're only better off under Trump because you're working twice as hard. Okay. Well, here's the AOC quote. It, well, here's Tim Ryan first, who was running for president. He says, the economic system now forces us to have two or three jobs just to get by. Kamala Harris has made similar comments. This is from the Mises piece. It'll be in the show notes. These claims echo statements from Elizabeth Warren and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. In July, AOC insisted unemployment is low because everybody has two jobs. Unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their families. That same month, Elizabeth Warren stated people are working two or three or four jobs to pay the rent and keep food on the table. Again, because we do facts on this show, unlike the imbecilic comments from the left, that is what we would call a testable hypothesis. Are people working more hours? And are those people working more hours, as stated by the liberals, Joe, people who are poor? That's what they said, right? Mm -hmm. Can't pay the rent without two jobs. Let's check that out from the piece. It's an interesting point here They in the Mises piece. In fact, in response to Kamala Harris's comments, the Washington Post, yes, the left-leaning Washington Post reported that the number of working Americans with more than one job is lower than the mid-90s. Wait, that can't be true. I'll read that and keep that up for a second. That can't possibly be true because AOC and Elizabeth Warren just told us more of us are working two jobs. Here's the quote from the Washington Post. In all, there are 7.8 million people who hold more than one job. Just 5% of Americans with jobs. That percentage has been roughly steady since the Great Recession and, in fact, is lower than the mid-90s when it hovered around 6%. Do you understand you're being lied to? The verdict is in. That talking point is complete BS. It is a fabricated, manipulative lie being told to impressionable idiots to make you believe that your income is going up only because you're working twice as hard when, in fact, the percentage of people working two jobs is down. It's just not true. Are there people working two jobs? Yes. A lot of them, it turns out. But there are less now than there were before Trump got into office. So your talking point that the Trump economy's growth is due to more people working two jobs is entirely, completely fabricated, inaccurate garbage. You're an idiot. 
big time. <laughs> Please don't be a sucker. Thank you, Ren. Stop falling. Friends don't let friends fall for stupid liberal talking points. No. Now, there's another part of that. There were two parts of that. Number one, you're all working two jobs. You're not. Less people are. And the second one, Joe, is that it's the poor who can't pay the rent without working two jobs. That's testable, too. Right. Who works more hours? The poor or the wealthy? According to the liberal talking point, it's definitely the poor. <sighs> From the piece. Thank God for the hammer here. The gavel, excuse me, the hammer. I'm not a carpenter either. From the Mises piece. Also, it cannot just be assumed that people work only more hours because they risk hunger and eviction from their homes. By the way, as stated by the left. After all, there's a growing body of research showing that it's high-income workers who are most prone to working longer hours. Folks, again, this is data. I know this bothers you on the left, but let's just read from the data. For example... According to one study, the authors found that, quote, between 1979 and 2002, the frequency of long work hours increased by 14.4 percentage points among the top quintile of wage earners, but fell by 6.7 percentage points in the lowest quintile. Hmm. You know, I get it. Um, you know, on the left, you're not that bright. People are saying, oh, don't say that. Folks, it's true. You're either really dumb or you're just lying. None of what you're saying is true. The percentage of people working two jobs is down. And the percentage of people who are wealthy working more hours, the percentage of hours has gone up, while the percentage of hours people working in the lower quintile has gone down. Don't let that get in the way of your stupid argument. And I know the liberals who listen to the show because I get really nasty hate mail from them. I know none of this will dissuade you from lying. to I know it won't because you're just so locked in. Nothing I say on this true is false. Oh, golden calf worshiping. Middle-class incomes are up. GDP growth is up. Is it up dramatically? No, I wish it was up more. The national debt is up. Is up. It doesn't matter that it's a Republican uh, Senate or Republican in the White House. We need to fix it. That didn't change when Trump became president for me. Debt is a problem. Now it was a problem under Obama and a problem under Bush. Liberals will never tell you the truth. They will lie to you constantly. I will not lie to you on this show. And I've warned you repeatedly, if we don't clean up this debt situation, we could be looking at a recession too. Yeah. Regardless of the tax cuts or the regulatory reform. It's called principles. Things that matter. Things that are true. Unfortunately, liberals are losing those by the day. All right, here's another piece by, uh, this is an excellent one, kind of hitting on a point I had told you about Census Bureau data last week. Stephen Moore, Fox, uh, foxnews.com, worth your time. What's the other liberal talking about? Oh, middle-class incomes aren't going up. Some lunatic like posted on my Facebook that I was lying about this. So I figured, let me address it again. Stephen Moore, Trump economy is really experiencing a middle-class boom. The data doesn't lie. A guy, some crazy guy, seriously, he was like a maniac, was posting wildly on my Facebook. You're lying. Middle-class incomes aren't up. Uh, folks, the data comes from the Census Bureau. It's the government's own data. I, it's not that I'm lying or not lying. I'm just regurgitating to you the government's own data. 
It's not my fault you're a liberal with a lead adamantium-covered skull who can't read from Stephen Moore's piece because he's being attacked too now for writing a report on the Census Bureau data. Here's a chart. Median household income gains. Under Bush, $401. Not very good. Under Obama, $1,043. Median household income gains. Mm -hmm. In other words, middle-class income growth over their terms. Obama, eight years, $1,043 in gains. Trump, in three years, $5,240. So now what happens? The media are now engaged, as, as Moore says in his piece, in a campaign to discredit this news on family incomes. Left-wing pundits have accused Trump of, ex- of using phony numbers. It's the Census Bureau, you dopes. The Washington Post recently ran a piece entitled, Here's How Donald Trump Inflated His e- Economic Record. Folks, it's Census Bureau data. Now, look at the attack on Stephen Moore, who, again, is simply regurgitating the numbers I was telling you about on Friday from the Census Bureau, not an outlet of right-wing talking head pundits. They accuse Trump numbers of, of having originated in a pair of columns from the Heritage Foundation, Stephen Moore, who used research from a private firm called Centier Research. So Moore says, yeah, okay, stop right there. It's true the data came from Centia Research, a private firm, but what's not mentioned in the Washington Post article is that the data comes from the Census Bureau's current population survey, which is the gold standard of economic data. Again, folks, don't let that get in the way of your stupid talking points that Trump is manipulating or inflating. It's not Trump's data. It's from the Census Bureau. It's not my fault Obama couldn't grow the economy because he focused on overwhelming, burdensome red tape, high taxes, and a ridiculously failed Obamacare mandate that destroyed private businesses. That's your problem, not mine. Well, it was my problem when my my insurance policy got canceled. Stop lying to yourselves. All right, I have one more story I have to get to it tomorrow. But please, folks, stay tuned. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, if you don't mind, youtube.com slash Bongino. I know what they're doing. I get it. Mm-hmm. But folks, it helps us get the message out there in preparation for Plan B and others. So please subscribe. Check it out. You'll see why in the future it'll make a whole lot of sense. Plan B is coming, youtube.com slash Bongino. Also, subscribe to our audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, SoundCloud, and elsewhere. I really appreciate your time last week. We did a great job, and we got some huge, huge upcoming news. You're going to want to stay stay tuned to the show the entire week. I'll see you all tomorrow. Take care. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.